serious business. Yeah. Today. No messing around. No. no messing around on the internal podcast. No shrimps. No. <laughs> you know, like anything else with BuildWit, we got to figure out a wrong way to do something first before mm-hmm. we know the right way to do it. Yeah. And no one said anything to me about the fact that we put out an internal podcast where we talked a lot about aquariums. Uh, no news is good news. But I just got a feeling <laughs> after listening to it and then after doing it and then listening to it. <laughs> I think my initial response after I we just like did the podcast was like, I feel like we talked about shrimp for like a while. We need to reel it in. And then I listened to it and I was right. Okay. Um, but we're here today in the Dirt Talk studios doing a little internal podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Another internal podcast. Another week. Another internal podcast. We've done a good job keeping this pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know. I remember we sort of just like started doing it, hoping there was like something here. Um, and I think the Monday episode of Dirt Talk was similar. It was just like, we can just like mm-hmm. start talking and we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I think um, like that Monday episode, I think we've kind of rounded into, you know, not that every single one is the top tierist, considering we did one two weeks ago, we talked about aquariums raw, but yeah. um, I think we're getting pretty good at like, all right, here's what's valuable to the team. Here's what's interesting to us. Here's like the right cross section of that. Yeah. No, and as the team grows, this is going to be a crazy powerful tool mm-hmm. down the road. So I think it's good now, but it's only, we're only getting better at it and it's only going to become more and more powerful mm-hmm. as the team grows. And I'd like to start bringing on people who are just sitting in the office. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have 35 minutes? And then they just come sit and do it too. Um, I just think that would be interesting and keep it from being like a, I tee up stuff to you and you say it and I generally agree. Sure. I don't know. I just think like a three-way conversation would be useful sometimes. So we can kind of try that out. Definitely not this week since um, we're getting carpet in here, which is really exciting. Yeah. I'm very pumped for, obviously not, oh, I'm excited for it because it will help with just like some echo. It will help with um, keeping the restaurant from like leaking into here Mm -hmm. sound-wise. Um. But that means I got to move all of this stuff out before then. It'll be a good. It's kind of like the last thing we need to do in here. I feel like for sure. I mean the the acoustic panel is gonna t- it's gonna be based on how much does the carpet help, which mm-hmm. it's gonna help from downstairs. That's that part's fixed big time. But it's just like kind of hard to tell. Is it going to really solve? You know, some like there's a, we can hear a little bit of an echo as we're doing this, mm-hmm. so we'll just kind of figure that out. But, um, you know, like a lot of things that are happening with Builder right now, like the end goal is sort of like visible to us, or like the next goal is visible to us in terms of what this space does for us, and so it's really exciting for me. The podcast is a good example of the company as a whole, though. I feel like it's more important to just get started mm-hmm. and try it out see what works, see what doesn't work, and just taking one step at a time. Have you ever heard of that book, uh, Start, by John Acuff? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. He's like a LinkedIn guy, basically. I mean, like, he's just, like, is great at, like, writing interesting content. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's written a couple books, and I've only read the one. It was called Start. And it's basically just, like, quit worrying about how you're going to finish. 
Yeah. And like, just like start doing it. No, if I've learned one thing with BuildWood over the past three and a half years, it's just start somewhere and iterate. That's it. And it's it drives some people nuts, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't have a company if we didn't do that. That's, yeah, it has to be like that. No, and everybody thinks I, you know, did I did I start three and a half years ago thinking, hmm, yeah, I I think uh, creating a training software would be a great idea. That's a huge opportunity. Absolutely not. No, just like I don't know. Let's take some pictures of bulldozers, put them on the internet, try to get people to pay for it, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, I was talking. Um, I keep forgetting Shana Shana. Why do I keep doing that? I well, we have a Shauna. I need to see her name, and then I'm like, it's S H A N N A. Shanna. Yeah, got it. I, but I, I, I always confuse it with Shauna since we have a Shauna. That's true. Makes sense. Well, Shanna, I was talking to her yesterday. She came over to my desk. Um, we talked just about like the podcast and kind of my history of build with, and um, you know, she was talking about how like when she first got like alerted to what build with is in quotes it was truly like you were taking pictures of like equipment because you thought it was cool. And some people yeah. had started paying you for that. Correct. And so she's like, you know, it's, it's kind of been fun to follow that. Like it, that's not what this company is anymore. And I don't think she necessarily understood that as much maybe before she came to town this week. I, funny enough, Granite Rock was technically speaking, the very first company that paid me for anything. Wow. Because I was, I was, I, it was even before HCSS, I was working in Fort Worth. Oh, no way. And I bought Daily Construction, that yeah. Instagram page, paid four grand for it. And I, it was funny. I, I think the Venmo limit was like 2,500 bucks or three grand. <laughs> so I Venmoed this guy three grand. I didn't even know him. And then I had to ask my brother to Venmo him another thousand dollars <laughs> and told my brother I'd get him the thousand a week later yeah. once my Venmo. Like restriction cleared. (laughs) So I get the account. It has 180,000 followers. I just paid four grand for it. I'm like, shoot, I need to try to recoup my investment here. I got to do something. Why did I even spend this much money on a, on a social media page? Mm -hmm. But it was the biggest construction company or construction page on social media on Instagram at the time. Mm -hmm. I'd followed it for years. So I knew it very well. Uh, took it and then we went. I went to a bunch of construction companies. I said, "Hey, you know, for a hundred fifty dollars, I'll do X amount of posts for you, advertising your business." Uh, since I thought that was the lowest hanging fruit at the time, and Granite Rock was the first one that signed up. Nice. So they paid me. I think it was one hundred fifty dollars. Do does BuildWit do anything for one hundred fifty dollars anymore? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I really, really hope not. <laughs> we do a lot for free, but, we, yeah. but we, we it's either really expensive or free. Or free. Yeah. We need to figure that one out. That sounds about right. I, f- I feel like there's certainly some things where we're just sort of like, do we charge for this? I guess we'll just do it for free and then we'll see. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, let's start charging for the things people make money off of us for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. When you bought uh, Daily Construction, what was like your thought process behind like why you did that? I, I don't have a clue. It was just the biggest social media the biggest construction equipment page on Instagram. I thought there was some value there. And so I did it without a whole lot of thought to it. The opportunity presented itself. I was like, shoot, before this guy thinks he's not going to sell it anymore, I'm going to buy it before he can. Did he post about wanting to sell it? No. Oh. We just created a little bit of a relationship because I had BuildWit at the time. Mm-hmm. But it, BuildWit was just a social media page for quite a while before I started the company. Yeah. 
And I hit up all the big construction pages when I started it to try to get myself out there and my pictures shared, so on and so forth. Uh, And and so I I just, I knew there was value somewhere. I didn't really know where, but that's, that's another point is an opportunity presented itself and I just grabbed it before Mm -hmm. thinking about, well, what the hell am I going to do with this? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this might be interesting. I should go ahead and do it. Yeah. But the funny thing is that's why. I, I started leveraging daily construction to share more about the industry, reach more people, uh, you know, expand BuildWit's reach. Mm-hmm. I'd promote myself, of course. And then that's how Jack at HTSS found me. And that's how I got introduced to Dan. And mm-hmm. that's how I started working at HTSS. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think that connection would have been created had I not had daily construction. But it's certainly accelerated that whole process. It's interesting like how um, specifically Instagram and LinkedIn have played such like vital roles in like the birth and growth of this company. Mm-hmm. Um, they're certainly like two kind of different roles, I would say, but I, I feel like as we grow, I think eventually isn't Instagram want to want to like put out content about us because of the role that Instagram played in our company. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's such like a strange, I don't know, just like so much of our story has to do with that app, which is just yeah, which started is good, as a picture sharing app. Which is good and bad. Yeah. I mean, that's why I want to go create our own platform so in the world. Yeah, okay. so I don't have to rely on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or anything anymore. I don't like relying on a no another enormous private company for as much as we do. Um, so it's been great. It's, it's a tool to leverage, but also I know that it could go away tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if it does, and it I, sort of did <laughs> and, it, it, and it did. And, uh, if it does, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I want to be in that point uh, at that, in the place in business where, yeah, it's fine. If it goes away, it goes away. Cool. We're good. I agree with you. That would be, um, kind of the way I want to go yeah. is that we're just like in charge of our own destiny, which we are, but the less we rely on other companies that we have no influence or anything like in terms of relationship with the better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just imagine Yeah, if your whole business is Instagram, Instagram just shut down or they can change the rules at any moment in yeah, time the rules. or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. It's, it's, it's a, they, it's just a casino. The house always wins. They're tailoring it to maximize their profit their return for shareholders. Yep. And so they make the rules. And that's why that's why all of this negative stuff gets so heavily promoted is because it's all down to engagement and how much time people spend on the app. Mm-hmm. If they spend more time on the app, they can collect more data about individuals, create a better profile of you and your interests, and tailor advertising more closely to, to you to in turn get you to buy things. That's how it works. So they prioritize knowingly now prioritize the negative stuff because negative stuff gets a reaction mm-hmm. much more effectively than anything positive. Right, that's what the whistleblower was talking about yes. last week. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's and, and and this has been going on for a while. It's not all that like she say, her her saying it, it it confirms it, but it's not all that shocking at yeah. the same time. It's kind of all been known, but hearing it from somebody who like directly came from a position of influence at Facebook yeah. is different, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy. They just prioritize the negative stuff because that's what gets a reaction. That's what keeps people on the platform. And that's what makes them money. Mm-hmm. That's why. It's crazy. 
Well, and, you know, we talked about Facebook, I think even, even last week, just about how when it started, um, it was, you know, meant to be like this community thing. And it's like not that anymore. And the, the sooner and faster that we like all like understand that it is like that company and those like apps and websites that like they put out in the world are for that, mm-hmm. like the better all of us are. Well, unfortunately, when you invite Wall Street in to your company, things deteriorate. Yeah, I guess what they're looking to do, make money. That's, that's the only thing. Like that is... Wall Street, private equity. I mean, that's one of the biggest questions we've got with them telling people we're raising money is why don't you just go to private equity? That's what they do. And it's like, well, that's what they do. Because then they tell us what to do. They, they're just about, yeah, maximize return. We don't actually care about your business. Yep. Painting with a broad brush, not all, not all PE companies are like that, but just fundamentally speaking, they're there to create a return. Or just an explosion outside. Yeah, they've been, they've been blasting outside every single day. And there's no way in hell, no way in hell, it's, it's legal. There's no way. Well, aren't they supposed to like do a horn or something before they do it? Well, they, they do that, but there's... I mean, I've never heard any of that, and I've sat with the window open. There's, um, you can only have so much, you can only cause so much vibration to the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. There, uh, I, I mean, I sent a picture to the owner of the building the other day. There's, there's literally mortar falling out of the wall. Because of the vibration from the blasting next door. I just, so I sent them to him. Like, just so you guys know, they're this quite literally shaking your building apart. I don't know if you want to talk to him about it or not, but here you go. It's not my building. So, <laughs> jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I do get a little bit of comfort in a weird way that um, both the people who are new to the industry in our company, and the people who have been in the dirt world for a long time, both when both of us, when we hear and feel like the blasting from outside, we both go, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like, okay, then I'm not wrong that this feels kind of messed up. Yeah. Well, we used to, when I was with Kiwit, we had a little, uh, I'd had to set out like a ground probe, every single, a seismic probe, mm-hmm. every single, for every single shot. And we would have to submit the records uh, to proving that we were below these permissible levels of vibration. There's outside no of the way that's happening for this. And we were in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. They're right in town here, <laughs> just blowing the shit out of this place yeah. with no regard for anybody else. Is that dynamite? What What is like gets no, used or something like that? It's all called ANFO. So it's ammonium nitrate fuel oil. It's okay. basically um, ammonium nitrate, which is like a fertilizer combined yeah. with diesel fuel. Uh, and that's your primary explosive. And then your it's all set off by a high explosive, which is like a soda can, a very high explosive, mm-hmm. which is set off by a detonator, a blasting cap. Blasting cap. So it's technically three explosive processes in each hole. A tiny explosion from the blasting cap. Sets off the booster, sets which off the sets booster. off the ammo. Got it. Well, um, I don't like that I'm having to learn about it in the neighborhood of my office, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just part of it, man. It's just part of it. Tennessee, the blasters are like cowboys. They just show up in their cargo pants and just <laughs> let her rip. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've never, I've, everywhere else, blasting's very, very, very controlled, very regulated, very thought out. Here, they just, 
don't seem to care. Well, um, my first job visit, like right when I came to Buildwit, we went out to like be a Southern site project they were doing and they were blasting kind of at the edge of like a neighborhood. And I just had never seen that stuff before. So I was just kind of like bracing myself and it was cool, but it was like super, super low key, which is like, yeah. Oh, so comparing that, which I'm definitely closer to that than whatever is happening right now. Yeah. And the fact that like, that's like, I mean, it shook stuff on these shelves. No, it's oh, like I said, it's, it's literally shaking the building apart. Super great, man. Yeah, super cool. So, so cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out shout out to Summit Constructors. They really high quality outfit. Do you think I should go over to the job site and be like, do any of you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> Jessica worked for him. Did she really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Maybe she can go talk to him. I'm kidding. That would be the worst. Um, For them, by the way, not for her. Okay. We got a couple internal questions. Cool. First one, actually, from Jessica. Uh-oh. She says, do you have any hidden talents? No. <laughs> They're not hidden? No. No. I um, I mean, I think everybody knows what I'm what I'm good at. I'm good at seeing the big picture. I'm good at understanding money at a big picture level. I'm good at uh understanding business. Do you think um any of those things? you have like a knack for or like a a natural whatever for? Do you feel like those are all things that you've like intentionally learned to do well? I just, I attribute it all to osmosis since I was around it so much growing up. I think I just absorbed, absorbed it and I've I've got a gut at it. So if I was talented in anything, I'd say talented understanding money at a big, big picture level, understanding business at a big picture level. Sure. Details, terrible details when it comes to finances or business, but big picture all day long. But yeah, I can't play an instrument. Can't, I don't do anything. I just work. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, so, you know, the, the phrase like the, if you find something you, you love, you, you never work a day in your life or whatever. So I most recently yeah. saw a version of that, that basically turned it on and said, it's just, if you, if you choose a job you love, you never work in a day in your life. As in, you'll never find work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that hit me right in my heart because, you know, I went to acting school and sure. have never had a professional acting job. Not that I tried, but. Um, however, I think kind of the way that's a little different for you is that you just have like intertwined the thing you love into a business that I think to me feels healthier than like the the Bezos style of like, let me run myself and anybody I've ever met into the ground in order to like achieve my goal. Yeah. I'll just run myself into the ground. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's way better. There you go. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I like, I'm more than okay with it. Well, a lot of your work I would assume is restorative to you, right? It's not like, let me just ring myself out. Yeah. And then try to like get better over this six hour flight I have. And then just hopefully I'm better the next day. I, I don't know if restorative is the word. It's definitely, I don't know. I, I just really enjoy it. Like I'm, I'm enjoying more work right now more than ever before. I mean, I've enjoyed it quite a bit before, yeah. but I'm like, I just want to work right now. That's all I want to do. Sure. And I don't know. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but we're rolling with it. Well, if you, 
enjoy it. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I do. I think enjoyment enjoy is restorative. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. So to answer the question, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one trick pony. This is it. Okay. That's fair. All right. Next question is from Ben Schwanberg. He says, where are we at investment slash money? Mo- mm, let me just try that. Put a lot of emphasis on the wrong syllables there. From Ben Schwanberg, he says, where are we at investment slash money? No sugarcoating, please. He worded it weird. That's why I feel strange about this question. Yeah. Where are we regarding investment slash money? No sugarcoating, please. Um, We're going to talk about it on today's or this week's Friday call. Friday. Okay. So does this go out Friday or next Friday? This will go out next Friday. So at this point, you've already pretty much cool. heard it all. Okay. I, so we're just to the point, and I'm to the point. I'm just going to be, it's okay. Don't want to sugarcoat. Don't want to sugarcoat. We're at an inflection point. We're stepping up. We're, we're going to a very different league of business. Sure. And that is going to require us all to step up. Our business to step up from an operation standpoint, financial standpoint, and us as human beings to step up. Me as a leader to step up. We're all going to another league right now. We're all we're all going to another league, mm-hmm. and we're all capable of that. Everybody is a place, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And we through this process, through where we're going, there has been some. Uh, just like just emotional turmoil or whatever it is. People like, well, you know, I, I don't know what's going on, this and that. There's a lot of changes happening, a lot of anxiety, this and that. So we've been, okay, shoot. We, we need to be thoughtful here and, and be careful about how we say things and roll things out. So we've been trying to play the whole investment thing a little closer to the chest. Like, just let us fucking figure this out and then we'll talk to you guys about it. We don't want to wind you, wind you up or anything like that. I am to the point now and I thought that was the right way to go. I'm to the point now where I'm just going to tell everybody, here are the fucking facts. Here are the facts. Here's the whole investment presentation. Here's our current financial situation. Here's what the leadership org chart, org chart looks like. Here's what the founding members, here are the, here are the facts. You're an adult, figure it out. Hand, you, can, you can handle it. And I'm just, I'm just to the point where I'm just going to treat everybody like an adult. Here's everything. Here's everything. Here's where we're at. So the reality is, and I think what he's talking about, creative business, not even slightly profitable. Not even slightly. Way off. Way off. Is that okay? Does everyone still have a job? Yeah. I mean, I, everyone's paycheck's still clearing. So yeah. we're, we're, we're managing accordingly. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, and, and, you know, creative isn't at fault. We've, we've been doing a lot as a business. And creative has shouldered everything. And creative is supporting this entire huge leadership team that's built for a $100 million company, not built for a $5 million company. And then, you know, creative has been bogged down by our our model of let's just do everything for everybody and scope creep and this and that. So all of the contributing factors up to why it's not profitable now, like we get it, but now it's to the point where we have six months to figure this out. We can't just not be profitable anymore. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work. We need to be profitable. We need, we, we, because other parts of our business are not going to be profitable. Like developing a software, for example, you have to go develop that entire thing, pay for all of that upfront before you're going to see any money 
for it. You have to have a version that's done. You have to go create the whole thing. Yeah. So now there's other parts of our business that require the investment. Creative, we can't just keep endlessly investing in it. But any business, any business needs to get to a point where it needs to support itself. Yeah. And I think that's exciting. Let's all come together and here is the current situation. Let's all come together and make this thing stupid successful, stupid profitable. Because not only does it become a sustainable business, but then shoot, we can help contribute to our mission more effectively. We can take some of that profit and give it to our people. It's good for everybody. Everybody wins. So that's where I'm at is I, I am, I am, I'm just tired of, of tiptoeing around and here's the facts. Here's the facts. Here's everything. Here's the truth. Everybody's an adult. We're not hiding a single thing from everybody. So here's where we're at. Here's where we need to go. How can you as an individual help us get there? Here's your place. Here's what you need to do. Let's go do it together. That's where I'm at. Hearing you go, go into that a little in depth, um, to me sounds really like the natural next step of how we're handling this is being handled in the company. Cause I, in my opinion, um, with, you know, a, a big, just like, like you're saying, we're moving up to the big leagues. We're like taking a, a large step as a company that requires everybody who works here to take a large step. Yeah. Um, I do believe that like there are, um, like some more sensitive, more, um, like frank, but still like caring conversations of, you know, we got to make sure everybody's kind of like in a, in a place that makes the most sense for them and the company. Totally. But then I think you're right. Like the, the next part of that is, okay, everybody is in a place where like they can bring the most value. They feel like they can bring the most value. Cause I, I think those two things are separate. Um, and I think we've done a good job of that, but like, I think you're right now we're at the point where, okay, so here, everybody's in the place that makes sense for them, makes sense for the company. Here's the facts. Let's figure it out. Yeah. I think that's right. I'm yeah. with you. I, I, it's just, uh, yeah, I, we're just, we're moving to a different, different league, right? Now. Yeah. And we need everybody to step up accordingly. And if that's too much to ask of somebody, Hey, okay. Like I, I, and this is part of, I think we've misconstrued the whole everybody matters thing to be, well, we need to, you know, we need to be careful about people's feelings and this and that. No, sometimes caring about someone is saying, here's the fucking truth. Here is where, here's, here is it where it is. It's just, you know, everybody matters. It's just treating people like adults. It's empowering them with, with the fact, with the information. Here's everything. I'm not hiding a single thing from you. And I want you to be a part of the solution. How do we figure this out together? That's, that's empowering. That's, mm -hmm. that's caring. Yeah. So, so that's where we're, where we're, where we're at. Um, can we communicate a little bit better? You know, even this morning, the leadership team was, they were caught off guard. Like, Hey, we just decided we weren't going to share this whole deck with everybody until we had it all sorted out. But now we are, what the hell's going on? We could, I could have communicated that much better. So yeah, I agree. Totally screwed that one up. But I, this is the right call is just sharing it with everybody. Yeah. From the investment standpoint, we're, we're moving along. We're, we're moving along as, as, as we can. So I don't need, I don't feel like I need to bring everybody along on every conversation and, and every step of the way and all the details. So, um, we're moving along. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. 
Yeah, I asked. I wouldn't have asked it unless, except that it came from Ben, which to me felt like if he was asking that, he sort of had like a an angle he thought you might answer from, which I think you well, did. Ben's asking it because I just went to Ben and Lori the other day and said, guys, we need a plan. Next six months, creative is profitable. Yeah. And I think like when he asked that, he knows the answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, I cut that out. just, but yeah, just, I mean, full transparency. That's why he's asking it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not all on Ben and Lori. It's, hey, we need a plan from you guys. But then I told them too, this plan, all of this then gets presented to the entire creative team. All of the facts. How can everybody on the creative team become a part of the solution here? How can we all start fucking winning? How can we, I mean, dude, who doesn't want to win? Who doesn't want to become stupid prop? That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's do it together. This is, this is freaking sweet. But to get there, we need to look ourselves in the mirror. Hey, where do we stand right now? That's where we stand. And, sure. and, and again, this isn't, you know, there's a lot of contributing factors. It isn't, uh, we, we could have we managed everything more effectively, but it's not like we're just wildly mismanaging everything or I'm, you know, I just bought a new boat. And I'm also saying, hey, guys, get more profitable. Like, that's, that's not where this is. Like, hey, just, I put a build with sticker on the book. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, just, there's, there's a lot of factors at play here yeah. contributing to that. And now it's to the point where, hey, we can't let this go on any further. So, Lori, Ben, you know, you guys are in charge of this. You guys are leading this. So, let's create a plan. Let's, from a leadership standpoint, me, Dan, Randy, meet with you guys. How can we support you on this? What can we do to help you? And then let's go take this plan to the creative team and let's go put it in front of them and say, hey guys, here's where we need to go. Here's what needs to happen. How can we, how can we get there? And then let's build out the plan as a creative team. Everybody knows where the hell they fit. And then let's go fucking do it. And then six months down the road, we're stupid profitable in theory because everybody's been marching in the same direction for six months. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then the other part of that is in six months, then we say, okay, what, where did we feel like we could have done this part better? How exactly. do we fix that part? And exactly. I think that's like the whole build it thing. It's just like, even if it went really, really well, we're like saying, well, what parts could have gone better? We'll adjust those and we'll keep going after the things that make sense. Yeah. And, and why is this so important in the grand scheme? And why is this important right now is because we're meeting with investors. They're asking what we need over the next six months we're better off asking for less money. So if we can get creative to be profitable and, and be net zero, we don't need to ask for any more investment for creative. Yeah. And so now we can ask for less investment or we can go get the same amount of investment and be even more aggressive in training and, and in, in, in investing in, in other parts of the company. And, and, and everybody wins when that happens. Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for getting into that. I yeah. appreciate it. Just a little wound up about this morning. That's fine. I think that's fair. You know, um, we're all trying to figure it out here at BuildWit. Just what it is, man. That's it. Um, well, thanks to everyone who sent in questions. We'll continue to get to more questions on the next internal podcast. Um, until then, I'm Alex Horton. That's Aaron Witt over there. See, I took over your outro job. You like oh, this? I don't even have to do it. I don't, I don't even, I, 
I don't even need to come in anymore. Yeah, you don't need to be here at all. You just do this during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and you'll have a good one. Thanks. See you.